Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, welcome to Foreplay. This is Lori Watson, sex therapist and author of Wanting Sex Again, with my co-host, Tony Delmatico, who's our psychotherapist. And we are here to talk about all things intimate and all things sexual, and really help you get the most out of your sex life. You can check us out on the web at foreplayrst.com. Let us know what you think and let us know what you want to hear about. Sex Talk with Lori and Tony. Lori, where will Foreplay lead us today? Tony, today we are all about variety. Yay, <laughs> Yay he says. Variety is the spice of life. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I've brought my list, Lori, and it's alphabetical. So <laughs> hopefully I imagined we'll be, you would. We'll be hitting all the letters at least once. <laughs> right, okay. A is anywhere, anytime. <laughs> That's a good one for A, absolutely. B would be what? In the back seat? <laughs> the back seat. Uh, C would be change. change. So change it up. We're always after after the kids have gone to sleep. Or on Saturday morning. And, and I find that often one partner really craves this variety more than the other partner. Do you find that as well? In terms, just in general, somebody in couple, wanting to mix couple, it up a yeah. little more than uh-huh. the other? I don't know. You've got far more experience than I do as a sex therapist. Okay, so, so I, I mean, I, I think that men talk more about wanting variety. I will say sometimes a woman comes in and she says, you know, I have low desire. And often I find that after we peel away the layers that that means – that she actually is is more erotic than her partner, and she's kind of given up. So she's she's put her eroticism on the back oh, shelf, yeah. you know, that might have included her ideas about variety or her ideas about what she wants in bed. But for whatever reason, she's tabled that, and now she doesn't really want to do it. So what you're saying is these guys who talk the big talk, once you start looking at it, Maybe they're not as adventurous as they say they want to be. Or, or maybe maybe they, we're just more meat and potatoes guys after all. No, I think sometimes it's, it's dynamic. You know, that sometimes one person kind of holds the quantity of I'm the one who's creative and, and sexy and you're the one who is kind of the stick in the mud. I mean, mm-hmm. do you notice how couples hold quantities of many different things? You know, I'm the one who's smart about this and, you know, I'll take care of you or, or I'm the angry one. Or I'm the one who's patient with the children. I'm the one who knows everything about the children. It's like they kind of split up quantities, and oftentimes this creative part gets split, and one person seems to claim all responsibility. And you're saying women are far more erotic and imaginative than the culture is allowing. And I'm wondering if that's – Sometimes. Sometimes. I'm wondering if that's threatening to the male ego. Yeah. I mean I I would say some women are really shut down too. But um, sometimes, yes, women – um, they're often whispers, you know, they do talk about what they like and maybe what they want to experiment with. But then if it's not heard well, they give up 
And, you know, women often say it once and once and done. <laughs> they'll, they'll say it one time and then they don't keep putting it out there. So tell me about variety. What, what's on your list there, Tony? Well, we got through A, B, and C very quickly. I'm wondering <laughs> if we have anything for D. A, B, and C, <laughs> uh, anniversary, birthday, and Christmas sex. Is that what you're talking about? Hopefully a little more of variety than that. Oh, good. <laughs> Holiday sex. Yeah. Woohoo. Well, I'm wondering, again, we've talked uh, in previous episodes about um, how do couples talk about sex. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering how a couple has this conversation about variety and, you know, is it safe to put out there some of the things that you've fantasized about or some things you've done in the past and you want to do again? Or, mm-hmm. you know, can your partner receive that without a whole lot of shame or blame or? Yeah, I think the difficult one difficulty is if we put out the fantasy of what we want in bed, there's two possibilities. You know, our partner says, you know, wow, did where'd you learn that? You know, did you learn that from someone else? Which can be threatening. You know, did you, and they're worried about an affair. Did you learn that recently from someone else? Or the other thing is, you know what, you, you can think like this and you don't tell me these things. You've been holding out on me on Mm. your creative thoughts all this time. And, you know, we've been pulling down the sheets, you know, getting ready, doing it, getting cleaned up, you know, going to bed. It's like, it can be so boring. And that thought of our partner withholding from us their creative ideas can be really threatening too. Is it? I think that's fabulous, Lori. Disappointing. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's okay to be creative and have, and push for variety after being with someone for five years or 10 years or, or even 15 years, Mm -hmm. you know, is it okay to -hmm. keep pushing that envelope Mm -hmm. for couples? I think that there is um, a difference I think reasons that people get into ruts, right? Um, I think for women, their patterns of arousal are often a little more staid than a male pattern. I mean, little boys learn to masturbate standing up in the bath, you know, when the wind blows, when the wind blows, you know, I mean, they, they learn their bodies in such um, a more varied way. Whereas women often learn, little girls often learn, to have an orgasm and masturbate too. 70% of all women learn how to have an orgasm through masturbation, but um, that's something that we don't talk about very much. But they often learn in a pattern that is not partner accessible, many times on their belly, and they learn one way. They don't learn to masturbate in multiple ways. And so they're a little more anxious about sex in terms of, will it be what I need to get there? You know, all these fancy turn me upside down, pancake flipping kind of stuff that you see on porn. She's like, yeah, but it doesn't really do it for me. You know, so he may be very aroused and enjoy all that. Whereas for her, it's not getting her up the mountain. She's not getting closer to orgasm. So she's not as enthralled by the whole idea. And I'm wondering, quite frankly, if if variety exists more before couples get married or with someone you don't know. Mm-hmm. Like a hookup or a short-term girlfriend mm-hmm. or boyfriend, we mm-hmm. seem to be much freer Don't get me started on hookups, and creative. Right? I think we've talked you, about you that in the previous sex episode. Yeah. but I think it's hard to. to again, the women I, don't get theirs yeah. in hookups. Just for the record, yeah. if you well, haven't listened to another podcast. But I think there's a there's I think they're far more open to variety. Yeah. On the front end, yeah, and, sure. and I think, but I, I don't want to make it a male female thing. But why I think is that's that? true. I think that's true for both. Why do you think that is that we're more open to variety? You know, before this length well, of time goes well, on. Well, we've talked about this on other episodes. I, I think the key word, it's, it's almost, it's the V word. It's the vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I don't have anything at stake if we can swing from the rafters and we just met two hours ago. Right. If you don't like what I've suggested, I can walk. Yeah. 
Um, you know, and if it doesn't turn out well, I can get out of it. But I think in a partner where that person becomes more important to us and dearer and more precious, their rejection of what we might suggest, you know, like you ha- often say, it could wound us more more deeply. Or if it doesn't turn out well, I mean, so many couples kind of lose their sense of humor in bed. You know, if it doesn't turn out well, yeah. so what? There's tomorrow. But if they're only having sex once a month, you know, and it doesn't turn out well, that could be really It's not much to build on. Yeah, we're, we're a bit on life support <laughs> right. as, as we go. And if so. they're only going to try something once or once a year, um, you know, there's no way to perfect it. There's no way to make it, you know, good. Or expand on it or create off of it. So right. I, I think what we're saying is that there's a natural tendency for couples over time to have their bandwidth of creativity and variety really narrow. And it, so you've got to work towards opening that back up Yeah, again. it's natural. And like you said, I think it's it's what happens – but it isn't necessarily good for their sex life, right? Right. No, I because agree. I think variety does help everybody. It gives it an edge that makes it more erotic. You know, if we do the same thing day in, day out, or week in, week out, it's year just not in, as year out. <laughs> it's just not as exciting. Yeah. But uh, another thing that comes up for me is, you know, one of the problems why couples don't suggest new things or try new things is anxiety. Just their own anxiety about the thing. You know, the A, the B, the C pattern, whatever their partner wants to try, they feel anxious about it because of so many reasons. You know, it's uh, maybe it was taboo. Um, Maybe their childhood, you know, they heard something about that act and they've always had in their mind that that act was dirty or bad or wrong or whatever. Uh, And so they are already feel anxious about it when their partner brings it up. And we're also coming out of a paradigm where 50 years ago in some religions, sex was simply for procreation. So we're, we're talking about really being creative and playful. And, sure. that's, and that's what foreplay, yeah, RST, is all things, about. Yeah, cultural things. And obviously uh, the way we were raised, our own families have very unique ways and messages about sex. Um, it can be a problem. I had a girlfriend who uh, her husband really wanted to do something with her. And I've known her all my life. And I'm just like, you know, she is just not going there. I know she's not going there. It's like you you are content, you are spoiling your sex life because she was a really good sexual partner. But I kept saying to him, you're spoiling your sex life by continuing to push for this thing. It's a no. I, I understand for you it's a big deal and you really want that. But it's a no. And you have, you know, you have 85% of what you want. You know, you're pushing for the 15 and you're wrecking the 85. There is a point, I think, in time sometimes in our sex life that we need to say, big disappointment, my partner's not going there. And I mean, I have to grieve the fact that I don't get ever get to do that. Lori, I would agree with you. But as a psychotherapist, it is uncanny how the human mind goes to the thing that is taken off the table. Right. The, the right? So those 85, even 95, 97 percent of the things that are mm-hmm. all yeses, mm-hmm. The human mind focuses on that three percent. What's and missing? Just, and just starts trying to bore a oh, hole in it. Yeah, for a we do. So we it's do. It's hard right, to let Tony. go. It's like a dog on a bone almost. You are it rare, becomes yeah. the bone of contention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, or the yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Our well, minds. Yeah, we're approaching okay. the end of the first uh, part of the program. Variety is the spice of life. We've been talking about the whys and wherefores, and Lori. In the second half, hopefully, we'll be giving our listeners some juicy ideas. Oh, to, boy. To spice it up. Okay. So stay with us. We'll be back for some more foreplay. I'm Tony Delmedico, psychotherapist with Lori Watson, author and sex therapist. 
Wanting Sex Again, How to Rediscover Desire and Heal a Sexless Marriage by Certified Sex Therapist Lori Watson. Each chapter is designed to fix one of the problems that cause low libido from early marriage through the childbearing years, even all the way through menopause. I've also had men read it and tell me that for them, it was the most hopeful thing they read about resolving sexual problems. Look for Wanting Sex Again on Amazon.com. You can also talk to Lori Watson for therapy in person or via Skype. I offer couples counseling and sex therapy, and I think about both aspects of the relationship, emotional intimacy and sexual technique, and that combination together helps marriages be happy. Improve your sex and improve your relationship with Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Find out more at awakenloveandsex.com and sign up for their next couples retreat weekend hosted by Lori Watson. Awakenloveandsex.com. Awaken what's possible. Welcome back to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. Thanks for snuggling up with us for the second <laughs> half of Variety is the Spice of Life. I'm Tony Delmedica, psychotherapist, with my co-host, Lori Watson, author and sex therapist. Lori, in the first half, we jumped in with the alphabet for Variety of Spice of Life. We got to A, B, and C very quickly. Yes. And D, I think, is what, what you we got, got stuck Delmedica on. I think D is D. A, just a little bit of dirty talk. <laughs> so every now and then, just, is just do talk. something. We're talking about variety. Just a little bit different. If you're not into dirty talk, just try it. See what happens. See what your partner thinks. See okay, how you feel. Okay, about okay, wait, wait, wait. Oh, I'm ready to I, go. I, I got say, E, I F, and G I, all lined up here. I will, I will slow wait, we down. Talk talk. A slow down. Slow down. You know, I'm always saying slow it down. Just get excited. Okay. I, I think, you know, dirty talk is fun. If Just a hint for the guys out there who want to talk dirty and their partners, their female partners don't. Um, you know, first of all, I would ask her, and I have a chart on my website, by the way, awakening, awakenloveandsex.com. There's a chart there in the resource section about different ways to talk about sex, different languages. One is dirty, one is slang, one is playful, one is romantic. And sometimes what men say is dirty is really her slang. So he's saying talk dirty to me. And if he would say, use these words, use this, she would be more for it. She would do it. She just doesn't know what he means. And and I would say so many people, men and women, when they say talk dirty, they mean talk explicit. Tell me really explicitly about what you're feeling, about what you want. It's not necessarily the F-bomb, right? It's not just that. I mean, dirty talk can be, it can mean something different. So I think you need gotcha. to talk about what Wonderful. does it mean when you say talk dirty? Lori, I'm so glad you slowed us down here. The, the 2020 <laughs> rule, sure once are. again, just continues to pay <laughs> off in spades. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, and E, I think edibles. 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 Like edible what? Like edible whatever you can find that's edible. <laughs> on your partner or on yourself. Whipped cream? <laughs> yeah, whipped I don't cream, know. chocolate sauce. You've mentioned coconut oil in, per- yeah. in previous episodes. There is a good lubricant that is edible. It's called Fireworks, and I don't know if you can find it out there anymore. I have not been able to find it for a long time, but I'm sure it's still manufactured, and it's great for oral sex because it, it really has a, a decent taste. You know, believe it or not... I, I'm a sex therapist. I went to one of those passion parties or whatever they are. Never been to one. You know, they, they pulled out all kinds of stuff, and I made sure I tasted everything that they, every product that they had. And this was the only decent product out there, <laughs> and it was fun. The other thing you can do, speaking of edibles and edible, ooh, edibles. Ooh, we got a There's Freudian a slip. slip. <laughs> <laughs> edibles. Um, you know, with oral sex, you can use, like, um, one of those Altoid mints. 
Mm-hmm. You know, especially if the partner is a little anxious about taste, they can do that, and then they can blow gently over their partner's skin, and that can that menthol, you know, breeze can feel really good, and it kind of sears both the nose and the taste. So if those are anxieties about oral sex, that can be really wonderful. Oh, that's fabulous. Hot and cold, too. Hot and cold taste, you know, hot tea, iced tea, and then giving oral sex. Those two different temperatures are fun. Wonderful. Lori, what have you got for some variety? I've been, <laughs> I've been dropping alphabets on you. <laughs> okay. You know, one thing that I hear consistently from women is the, the variety of speeding it up and slowing it down and the variety of energy. So more women than not talk about that they want a lot of energy from their male partner. So this kind of blast that we see in the movies. See, my, my female camera person is nodding her head when I say that. <laughs> Can we turn the she, camera back on Lucy? She who must not be named. <laughs> you know, um, I think that this this desire for his energy, like, really sets her off. I yeah. mean, it is a big cue for women. And oftentimes men don't do that because they've been shut down so many times They've been rejected so many times, so they don't initiate with a big blast like they ought to um, because they're so afraid. Look at, you know, I have to like nearly get, you know, permission to even ask her, let alone, you know, when I ask her and she says yes. And, and I'm not talking about force. I'm certainly not talking about going for it without permission. Sure. That's off the table. You're but, just saying um, show up with everything you've got. I am, like yeah. some seduction and some heat. Yeah. So don't come in with a whimper and just yeah. slink away in the dark. You know, Put it out there. Absolutely. I like it. Uh, I'm thinking. Okay, you want to hear something else? What do you got? Okay, I I think in general, there's something about power dynamics in sex. I mean, this is why people are attracted, you know, to powerful personas in their life. You know, it is kind of the teacher-student dynamic or the the powerful professor or the uh, that's there's the teacher again the maybe the the nurse patient you know she is still in control mm-hmm. i mean there's something about control and power that's a big turn on and people could act that out so some role you know, playing would some be fun role for a variety playing. yeah and my favorite role play to suggest is go meet your partner at a bar pretend you don't know each other get the hotel room i think for the record if you're tired mommy um, go and take a nap at four o'clock from four to seven. Take a long bath. Meet him downstairs at eight, all dressed up. Pretend you don't know each other. You know, pretend to hook up with each other. Go upstairs, have wild sex, then go out to dinner, and then she gets to stay the night all night long. He goes home and takes care of the kids. Wow. I mean, that's that's hot and sexy, and she gets the rest she needs, and can be fun. That sounds fabulous. Yeah. There's not a mommy in this room nodding their heads, but trust me, when I give that talk to young mothers, they all nod their heads. What about uh, just having a tease night where the goal isn't to reach the mountaintop for either one of you? We're or just, it's forbidden. Yeah. You know, not allowed. Not We're allowed. just going to tease and bring ourselves to the That's that power thing, too, again. Yeah. You know, who's in control? You know, one person being in control of the other person's body. Yeah. Lori, what about accessories? For variety okay. being the spice of life. Can you bring accessories in? Will that spice it up? Okay, what are, I don't know, Tony. Ass- what do you mean by accessories? I don't know. Blindfolds? Blindfolds. Handcuffs? Okay. Handcuffs. I don't know. So these are Vi- more traditional. We were talking vibrators? about power. Vibrators? Oh, okay, vibrators. Now, there you go. <laughs> we talked about role play, costumes. Uh-huh, costumes. Those are good things. 
Yeah. And can you have you been able to persuade many women to do these things? No, I don't mean I don't mean that for you. Sorry. <laughs> I mean in with your patients, you know, how many how many couples feel anxious when they talk about that kind of stuff? I think each couple is different and I, and I mm-hmm. think the couples that are open and playful and honest about what they mm-hmm. like, it just becomes everyday conversation. Mm-hmm. Let's I, try this, let's try that. We tried this, oh we didn't like the taste of that. Yeah. Um, and I think each each person is coming out of their own paradigm. People people ask me, you know, as a sex therapist, do you ever recommend this, that, or the other thing? And I would say as a sex therapist, I never recommend anything. anything. Right. Because I want people to draw from their own inner fantasies and creativity to decide what they want to do. It's It's not my job to lay out all the different ideas. I mean, that would make them dependent on me, right? I'm the generator of ideas. But since we're talking about it, I mean, certainly... You know, this role play idea that you've said that includes accoutrements, can we say that word? Um, You know, that can be fun. Um, Many times people have there's different modes of sexual expression. One might be the pulled inside um, sensory mode. Another is a real interpersonal way of making love where they're looking at each other and laughing and talking. And then this role play is kind of it could be them not themselves in their own mind or they're doing higher variety things. And and people have natural native modes. You know, for some people, variety is, that's what they want every single night. For other people, that's kind of salt. You know, they want some of it, but they want these other ways mixed in. And so, again, this is a negotiation of differences. Do they want high variety every night? Or do they want something that is, you know, more regular, maybe... Um, more sensory-oriented on many nights, and then this is a special gig thrown in. Well, we've we've teased everybody with variety being the spice of life, and I think what you're saying is that may not necessarily be the case for everybody. Right, but if you drown everything in cumin or if you drown everything in cinnamon, I mean, it may be too much. Right. For some people, it's too much. For others, you know, can't get enough of that curry. And, and for couples to negotiate that is the important thing, whether there's a lot of variety um, right. Or whether it's too hot or too spicy or not spicy enough. So right, but tell, keep tell talking, us, tell keep us one more. Tell us one more. Tony. One more. Let me think. I've got such a long list. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about uh, probably things you did back when you were still dating. You were slow dancing very passionately. Every once in a while, there was maybe a strip tease night. Yeah, I gotta say, like dancing that. is the number one thing I hear from women. If you're a guy out there and just take ballroom dance. It's so easy. It's so easy to learn. And learning how to move on the dance floor, whoo, that is a huge turn on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering in general. Always marry a dancer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if if in, under the, the guise of variety, we, we don't really mean um, the unexpected. Mm-hmm. What can you do mm-hmm. that's unexpected? Meet him at his office. Meet her at her office uh, mm-hmm. after hours if she's working late. And that's just yeah. an unexpected something. Reach over in the car. Mm-hmm. And begin to initiate the old something. Saran wrap at the door, exactly. <laughs> or just being met at the door. Doesn't and with, Every, with, with a saran a, wrap in your hand. Genuine... You don't even have to wrap it around yourself anymore. <laughs> just something different. With a genuine, authentic peck. You exactly. <laughs> that would make Tony happy. That's Show a great Show up behind thing. your lips. It'd be fabulous. That's right. I'm thinking about the Mile High Club. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah, I've I've actually had that described to me <laughs> by somebody who did that, and that was that. Seemed like a lot of fun, but really awkward as it turns out. <laughs> tight spaces. Tight space. I'm wondering a little bit about the more edgier things, uh, some bondage, rough sex, biting. Mm-hmm. I mean, those mm-hmm. things mix it up a little bit. And, and how does a couple begin to 
to have that conversation or just play around the edges of that and see if one or both of you like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, we need to talk about that a whole lot at some point because the power dynamic, while it's really sexy, I think some people, it can be frightening. And I, sure. I've certainly treated many people where it goes too far, right? you know, where it becomes dangerous and that can be problematic too. And so, you know, with 50 shades of gray, we've heard a lot about um, BDSM and bondage and all that. And, you know, it, it made it seem like everybody was longing for that. Um, but I think what women were really longing for in the Fifty Shades of Grey was his attentiveness and his energy about sex. Great turn on. Those were big turn ons. Yeah. yeah. More generic than perhaps the BDSM. I'm thinking about uh, phone sex and selfies in this day and age with iPhones and, and yes. Androids that are so Make prevalent. Sure. <laughs> Be careful when you're sending those, though. Definitely. <laughs> you send it to the right yeah. person. Well, we've come to the end of this episode of Variety Being the Spice of Life. We've gotten a lot of good ideas about um, the whys and the wherefores in the first half and some very practical ideas to, to push the edges uh, to keep your sex life fresh and interesting. Lori, do you have a tip of the day for our listeners today? You know, I think that if you're married to somebody or partnered with somebody who wants higher variety, I think you need to push yourself a little bit, you know, to try something that is within your own ethics within your moral bounds, but maybe a stretch for you. You know, just try it. Right. And my tip is <clears throat> a well-worn expression around the house, you got to risk it to get the biscuit. So I we'll <laughs> Tony, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> One more. All right. you gotta, you got to risk it to get the biscuit. Okay. There we go. And Tony's that's it for tip. Foreplay today. Uh, radio Sex Therapy. I'm Tony Del Medico, psychotherapist. And I'm Lori Watson, sex therapist and author of Wanting Sex Again. We'll see you next time for some more Foreplay. Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much.